and welcome to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Salutations, listeners. This is Dr. Jazz, Nathan Holloway with the Dr. Jazz Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about characters in jazz. Characters that have been defined in song. I got a big old cup of coffee. And a whole stack of tunes for you, so let's get to the music. Yeah, that's the original Dr. Jazz by Jelly Roll Morton from 1926, I believe. And um, I also want to thank once again the Voodoo Saints outfit out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama for our intro music, Dr. Jazz. This is Dr. Jazz, Nathan Holloway. Uh, and if you can imagine this character, this doctor who makes you feel good with jazz music, and that's what we're talking about on the second episode of the Dot Jazz Podcast, is characters that have been created in the music. So 
this there's this character, Dr. Jazz. And Jelly Roll Morton comes in wailing on the vocals and he's like, Oh, hello Central, give me Dr. Jazz. He's got what I need, I say he has. And it's like this guy that can cure all your ills. And that's what I'm actually hoping to do. That's why I've kind of taken on the moniker Doc Jazz is I'm trying to make everybody feel good. So, that is one of the characters in which we are dealing with. And that's what today's theme is going to be, is different characters. So, um, the next character that we're going to take a look at is Daphne. And Daphne must have been one hell of a girl because the way that Django Reinhardt, who is one of my other heroes in jazz music as well, the way that Django and Stefan Grappelli play this song is just killer. Hope you enjoy it. It's Daphne. <laughs> That's Django, Stefan Grappelli with Daphne. Hope you dug that track. Well, Daphne seems like a nice girl and all that, but what if she wasn't a good girl? What if there was a girl that was just evil and everything that she did? Just make your heart hurt. Well, Earl Hines came up with a track with his band, and this next tune is called... Jezebel. Jezebel. 
devil in your eyes But it doesn't matter when you tell those milk and honey lies Jezebel, I see an angel in your face But it's like a siren that is calling to your embrace I wish I could hate you I wish I could hate you And yet it's a feeling I can't define I know that I love you I know that I love you Your heart is a magnet that's forever pulling at mine You know so well That you can keep me in your spell And I know it too, for I would die without you, Jezebel. You know. Jezebel, Jezebel, where the milk and honey lies. Girl, you know that ain't right. Well, from the good to the bad to the ugly, and all in between, we're talking about characters on this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the music thus far. Up next, we've got a little bit something out of the ordinary, but it's still a wonderful track. And it's by none other than the great Louis Jordan, who is very famous for, you know, Five Guys Named Mo, you know, his kind of jump or, you know, kind of boogie kind of music. But, you know, he, he did some great tracks, and one of the tracks is a character that he came up with called Bahama Joe. And Bahama Joe was kind of before the Calypso craze hit, you know, with like Harry Belafonte and Deo and the Banana Boat song, you know, and things like that. Um, Louis Jordan was on that bandwagon of, of early Calypso things, you know. And uh, Bahama Joe is a Calypso tune, and it's a really cool tune. So here's another character for you, Louis Jordan's Bahama Joe. Hiya, fellas. This is Louis Jordan again with some old V-Dip. We're digging what you're putting down, and we're right behind it. We hope these tunes really give you a lift. Hey, now, child, I feel so unnecessary this afternoon. I went down to the behemoth. I saw Bahama Joe. He said, hey, hey, hey. He's on the line, doing with the girl so fine. Down in Nassau, the Grand Bahamas, there's a gent that you should meet. He's the ambassador of goodwill to everyone on the street. Bahama Joe, he's the guy that you all should know. If it's he you want to see, you'll find him under the coconut tree. Bahama Joe, he's the guy that you all should know. If it's he you want to see, you'll find him under the coconut tree. Whoa, when he dances with the girls, he dances slow. All the girls holler, hold him, Joe. He's a big time Romeo, he knows how to take that dough. Bahama Joe, he's the guy that you all should know. If it's he you want to see, you'll find him under... Hey, the hey, 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 Lieutenant, send me that sergeant down here, child. He know more than you about the old folk. Hey, hey, sergeant, come here, child. Get, get your arm from under that tree, or coconut will fall on his cranium. He's quite a lad with pot and pan, but he's so much better with bottle and fan. He takes around a knife for fork and spoon to eat fried fish by the light of the moon. Bahama Joe, he's the guy that you all should know. If it's he you want to see, you'll find him under the Oh, he sailed the ocean many times, had 13 gals, now we only got nine. He keeps them busy all the time, cooking peas and rice and brewing wine. Bahama Joe. 
He's the guy that you all should know. If it's he you want to see, you find him under the coconut tree. Hey, Sergeant! Sergeant! Call me a taxi car, I'm going back to Nassau. <laughs> In the evening when the hot sun goes, all the shop cats like to show their coats. He's still the king of all the cats with his 19-gallon Panama hat. Bahama Joe, he's the guy that you all should know. If it's he you want to see, you'll find him under the coconut tree. Hey, 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 child. <laughs> that was Louis Jordan with Bahama Joe. Oh, I hope you dug that. It kind of reminded me that that uh, West Indies accent that he had kind of reminded me of Miss Cleo. You know, God rest his soul. Brought me and, you know, my friends a lot of entertainment and enjoyment when we were young. And this song kind of reminded me of that. And it's got such a great beat and such a great melody. And it talks about this character, Bahama Joe, and just kind of loafing around, you know, living off of uh, other people's... Uh, money and food and things like that so and which kind of is a great segue into the next song which is uh the mooch so no this is uh this is not a political podcast this song is not dedicated to anthony scaramucci the you know the 10 days that he was there or whatever but this was actually from way back in the 20s and this is one of the most haunting melodies that Duke Ellington ever wrote and it's just got these wailing clarinets on top and it's just it's that Harlem sound that Harlem Renaissance sound that 1920s cotton club sound that you know Duke Ellington was famous for you know they called it jungle music back in in the day in which he was performing at the cotton club and all that and it has this this certain je ne sais quoi, this certain something to it that just moves you. And this is The Mooch, and I do hope you dig it.
Oh, yeah, the mooch. I mean, you don't even need words to describe that character. That character comes alive just in Ellington's music right there, you know, with the growling trumpets going wah-wah, you know, and the, the clarinets just wailing on top and everything, and the saxophones just, you know, the spooky kind of bed of chords, you know, where they're wailing up and down like, ooh, you know, that's just, that's cool stuff, man. Well, staying on par with the whole Harlem madness and the Cotton Club, you know, Duke Ellington got his start after he started, you know, the story behind Duke Ellington is, you know, he's from Washington, D.C., and uh, he had a, a band, I mean, there's a whole lot of history to Duke Ellington, but I'm just going to kind of give you the a nutshell version real quick. He had a band called the Washingtonians, and they were kind of um, societal music, you know, played society parties, you know, where they would sit around going, the economy. <laughs> and um, after that happened, uh, he heard Louis Armstrong, who was playing with Fletcher Henderson at the time, and he heard Sidney Bechet and... Uh, that kind of sound from New Orleans, and he said, I gotta get me some of that. And so, about that same time, a trumpet player from South Carolina named Bubber Miley came along and started really doing that kind of growl trumpet, which was later perfected by Cootie Williams, who was from Alabama. So, obviously, Ellington took note of the sound and the emotion that were coming from, you know, these down south musicians like Louis Armstrong and Sidney Bechet, and he said, I gotta give me some of that. So, this is where, even though it happened and was born in New York, all these things were truly, this is one of the reasons that people call jazz America's music, because that was a melting pot. Here was Ellington from D.C. in New York at the Cotton Club bringing all this stuff together from like Alabama and from South Carolina and with influences from New Orleans. Pure magic. Pure magic. Well, okay. History lesson's over. We're going to continue on with the successor to Duke Ellington after he left the Cotton Club. And this is Mr. Cab Calloway, Mr. Hottie Ho himself, with Minnie the Moocher, another great character in jazz. <laughs> story about Minnie the Moocher. She was a red-hot hoochie-coocher. She was the roughest, toughest rail. But Minnie had a heart as big as a hay whale. Holy, Howdy ho, howdy ho, howdy ho. 
he gave her his townhouse and his racing horses. Each meal she ate was a dozen courses. She had a million dollars worth of nickels and dimes, and she sat around and counted them all a million times. Howdy, 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 howdy. Oh, Minnie. Minnie the Moocher, Cab Calloway. And you can kind of hear the similarities between Calloway and Ellington and that cotton club kind of sound, you know. But it was different at the same time. It, it was similar but different, if that makes any sense. And, I mean, that tune just has it all. It's got the, what we call in jazz, call and response. Kind of like the preacher and the, and, and the congregation, you know. There was hidey, hidey, hi. And then the whole band would sit there and back him up. Hidey, hidey, hi. So... You have scat, you have, um, you know, loose living, you have, you know, this poor person named Minnie the Moocher, and dreaming about big cars, platinum wheels, etc. So, yeah, what a great character. You get a, a good idea of what's going on. Well, we got one more in the Harlem Madness segment of the podcast. Uh, another great, great representative of the music of Harlem in that time period was none other than Fats Waller. We talked a little bit about Fats Waller in the first podcast with uh, the Panics On. But this one is um, a track by Fats Waller called Old Granddad. Old Granddad. And this kind of, I don't know, summarizes what a lot of people's granddad was like. I would assume back in the day and obviously Fats Waller's granddad was like this but even though it's just a granddad it's still a character because you get a good idea of what this granddad was like so uh, it's a pretty obscure tune by Fats Waller I just you know found out about it um, about a year ago I guess and it's <laughs> it just swings with that that Fats Waller swing so anyway I hope you enjoy it it's Fats Waller's Old Granddad. Although he wears glasses, he mixes with the classes of today. Yes, today. <laughs> nice, gentle, and kind. But there's one thing I'll always keep on my mind. Who's the one that I adore? Though he beats me to the floor. Old Granddad. My old granddad, he's my pappy's pappy, who's the one that knows the tricks? When I'm wrong, he gives me kicks. Old granddad, my old granddad, he's my uncle's father. All my cousins, nieces, nephews, no old grand's command. You must act right, you must live right, if you want to meet him in promised land. Look, a year is getting late. Bet he's waiting at the gate. Old granddad. Yeah. My old granddad. Yeah. Thank you. 
and he's waiting at the gate. Oh, granddad, my final granddad. Yes. Fine fella, that granddad. Yeah, that's Waller. Old granddad. That's such a clever tune now that I'm listening to it. You know, you think about it. He's my pappy's pappy. Well, yeah, your father's father would be your, your granddad. And he's my uncle's father. I mean, well, yeah, he'd be your uncle's father, too. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it's like talking about his whole family in a very swinging way, you know. Oh, gotta love Fats Waller, man. So clever, so cheeky, you know, swinging all at the same time. Well, up next, we've got, uh, we're moving away from the Harlem thing, and uh, we're going to talk about Clarence Williams. Now, not a lot of folks know who Clarence Williams is, but who Clarence Williams was in the history of jazz is super important. He wrote so many songs and published so many songs. He was one of the first black music publishers that there was you got to understand that was a big deal back in the you know late 20s mid 20s late 20s early 30s and um he just wrote a a a barrage of great tunes and we'll get into more clarence williams later you know for a different kind of history day but uh, i just want to get kind of get to the music you know, on this episode, because we're talking about characters in jazz. That's what this episode of the podcast is all about. So, without further ado, we're going to talk about Sister Kate. Now, Sister Kate is not a nun. <laughs> it's actually an old New Orleans standard in which they're talking about, I wish I could shimmy like my sister Kate. And here is Clarence Williams in 1934 with... Sister Kate. Like a jelly on the plate. My mama wanted to know last night. Say, why old Kate treat the boy so nice? Every boy in the neighborhood knows your shimmy is understood. I know I'm little late. Every shimmy like a sister's cake. No job in shimmy like a sister's cake. Old booty, bit, booty, bit, dog, old saddle, 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 Mama wanted to know last night, what makes the boys think Katie's so nice? <laughs> Man, that's great. That's great. Sister Kate. Well, we're moving on now to one of the old Chicago Austin High gang. 
His name is Bud Freeman. He's a tennis saxophone player <clears throat> and just a fantastic, fantastic character unto himself. And he has a, a track called Private Jives. And I hope you enjoy it for everything that it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the scene we're about to do in its original form was presented in 1904 by the Mead Lux Trolling Players. Since then, it has been played in over a dozen cities in this country, including a command performance before the New York Hospital for the Ruptured and Insane. Lawrence Freeman, or <laughs> Bud, as he is better known, will play Malcolm, wealthy scion and washroom attendant at the Grand Central. And my dear, dear friend Minerva will play Lydia, first trumpet player in a Phil Spitalny unit. The scene is a New York apartment, early summer. We find Malcolm downstage on a couch asleep. Lydia enters through one of the loose floorboards, trumpet in hand. She nudges him with her mute. Here they are. Listen. <laughs> darling! Malcolm, darling! Oh, Lord, I'm afraid I must have fallen asleep. Dear darling Lydia, you do cook such frightfully heavy dinners. Dear boy, are you gaseous? Distended, my dearest. I do feel rather like a small paper bag filled with an unpleasant subway breath. What hour is it? Tennis, sweet. How ghastly. It seems almost five-ish. I must have been dozing for hours. The slumber of a man with a full stomach, my pet. You uttered some dreadful things, darling. How too awful. In my sleep. Something simply frightful. You kept mumbling about shooting the liquor to somebody all the time. Oh, vile. You know, I think the dairy must be loading our milk. Yes? Yes? Who? Oh, it's the Exlax people, dear. They want to know if we've been regular this week. They're taking a poll. Tell them I haven't been able to go since the war scare. All right. Hello? Yes? Yes, still sluggish. I wonder if you'd call in a week or so. Goodbye. Sit over here, dearest. I feel lonely tonight, like the last dregs in a ginger ale bottle. Oh, but the sofa's so smothering. Don't quibble, Lydia. Let's be small children for a night and to hell with the universe. Righto. Let's bob for apples. Let's roll up the rug and dance. Oh, Malcolm, my pet. Remember the peanut dolls we strung? I adore peanut dolls. You were young then, Lydia. I was 38. Then came our little cottontail. Sittings at Lane Bryant's. Oh, I was so frightened. I felt very strange, like a small cocoon in April. Dearest Lydia, you were brave. Duty, Malcolm, duty. A call to the colors. Woman's challenge to the rubber glove and faucet. You were overbearing, darling. Harkness was proud. Stout, Lydia. Listen, Malcolm. Our tune. Oh, it's coming from that nice little Panassier's apartment downstairs. It reminds me of so much. You, Lydia, the first time we ever heard it played, remember? Foltus Fisher, darling. Hushed voices and heavy trails. Wild music, young laughter, exciting minutes rushing, rushing by, waiting to get a stool at the Pennsylvania drug fountain. Ah, Lydia. Nights at Medics. Window shopping, Lydia. Oh, sweet, I do need a pick-up. Kiss me, Malcolm. You're warm, Lydia, like new-made bread. Oh, I'm offending tonight. It's so beastly hot. Do you mind awfully? Sweet, you really do say some really brutal things. Oh, dear, I must practice now. I have five shows tomorrow. God, you do carry on. Beast. Insufferable little spit cat. Ah, I'm going to the club, Lydia. I can't stand this nagging one more night. Our tune, Lydia. Dearest Gate, we do behave so three-ish sometimes. Dance? Love too sweet. Shall we peel the peach or are you too tired? Never too tired, my darling. Shag to the moon with me. Or as I later said to Benny, ow. No, that wasn't it at all. I'm so terribly mixed, so terribly mixed. Kiss me, Lydia. I have eaten, dearest. Mm. You dance beautifully, darling. Malcolm Pet, are you biting your nails again? I have one left. I always seem to be caught short when I need a midnight snack. Dear one. Adorable Lydia. You really have very tempting lips, you know. Kaka used to say my lips reminded him of two thin strips of wet liver. Let's drink to Kaka. Here's a toast, Lydia. Have a slug. And to love, Malcolm. I've counted the days, Lydia. It's the 28th. To hell then, my darling. Let's... Draw the blinds, Lydia. The dog's in bed. Oh, my darling, hurry. Lydia, my own, I've wanted to since that last drink. Now, Malcolm, now. (laughs) 
Mr. Freeman's clothes are by Barney's, one flight above the United Cigar Store. Miss Pius' gown in the couch scene, act one, is an old group theatre hand-me-down. The selection, I've got you what I want you and you can't get away, hot dog, played during the wake scene and the lowering of the coffin is purely coincidental. Mr. Freeman and Miss Pius were loaned and appeared in this production through the courtesy of the Dyes Committee. That is all. Yes, darling, that's Lawrence Bud Freeman and as Private Jives and Minerva Pius <laughs> as Malcolm and Lydia. Oh, that's one of my favorite tracks just because it's so campy, you know, talking about, you know, the, the dairy, the milkman loading the dairy with liquor. You know, gaseousness being regular, you know, as Louis would say, I guess they had a Swiss Chris moment. <laughs> Private Jives by Bud Freeman. That's a whole character within itself, believe me. <clears throat> well, up next is a group called the Three Keys from the early 30s, like 1932, 1933, and they have a song called Rasputin. Now, Rasputin is actually not a character. He's a real live. He was a real live person that uh, was this kind of, you know, shaman, this kind of magic man out in Russia um, for Tsar Nicholas and his wife Alexandra, and they had the daughter Anastasia, Anastasia, Anastasia. And there was all that going on, and um, they had to supposedly kill Rasputin seven different times before he died. So there's a lot of myth and mystery to Rasputin. So this is the three keys with Rasputin. <laughs> Jumping G, do you see what I see? Why, shut my mouth, ain't that Rasputin Jones? Rasputin, this man ain't no fake. Remember his namesake. Why, he's a holy terror with his love. Cause the devil's in his bones. Who's that great big bunch of class? Step aside, boy, let him pass. No disputing, that's Rasputin, the highfalutin' loving man. Can't you tell he's from the south? See that gold mine in his mouth? Now you're tootin', that's Rasputin, the highfalutin' loving man. He's the holy terror, he's got a million queens One hour with that devil, learns a gal what heaven means Who knows all the loving arts, who's that real life king of hearts No disputing, that's Rasputin, the highfalutin' loving man He's the holy terror, he's got a million queens, one hour with that devil, learns a gal what heaven means. Who knows all the loving hearts, who's that real life king of hearts, no disputing, that's Rasputin, the highfalutin' loving man, the highfalutin' loving man. Rasputin, the highfalutin' loving man, that was the three keys from 
early 30s, like 1932, 1933. So uh, we got one more uh, track for you. And this is another instance of that kind of call and response thing that's going on that we heard before in Cab Calloway's Minnie the Moocher. Except this is by none other than the great Louis Armstrong. And this is a track that Louis did in the early to mid-30s as well. Somewhere between 1934 and 1936. And this is a track that Louis did called Old Man Moe's and it's it's kind of like from what I can remember it's like I believe that Old Man Moe's is dead and it's kind of this creepy thing going on you know it's like uh, folklore if you will so this is Louis Armstrong with Old Man Moe's <laughs> Crooked nose. He lived in Log Hut and he called him Old Man Mose. Yeah. Early one morning, I knocked at his door. Didn't hear a single sound. I ain't gonna do it no more. Cause I believe. Oh man. I believe. Oh man. I believe. Oh man. That Old Man Mose is dead. I'm telling you, I believe. Oh man. I believe. Oh man. I do believe. Oh man. That old man Moses did now. Moses kicked the bucket. 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 Now look here. I went around to the side and I peeped through the crack. I saw an old man laying flat on his back. If old man Moses was dead asleep, I did not know. Boy, after looking through that window, mm, I ain't gonna do that no more. Cause I found out. Oh man. I found out. Oh man. I found out. Oh man. That old man Moses. I'm telling you, I found out. Oh What it's all about. Oh man. I found out. Oh man. That old man Moses dead now. Most kick the bucket. 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 Well, that about does it. That wraps up another episode of the Dot Jazz Podcast. I'm Nathan Holloway. I appreciate you listening and um, sharing some of your ears with me. Hopefully you've enjoyed the many cast of characters that we have played for you today. From Jelly Roll's Dr. Jazz to... Bud Freeman's Private Jobs <laughs> Minnie the Moocher Old Man Moe Sister Kate The Jezebel Daphne Fats Waller's Old Granddad Bahamut Joe All these great characters I've enjoyed it I certainly hope you've enjoyed it And remember Tell your friends about the podcast and I'm going to keep on trucking, doing the best job that I can, and hopefully curing whatever it is that ails me. So until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, be good, y'all, and jazz we trust.